Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili is brought to you from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. A Happy Birthday in Heaven is an order for a man who played Sam Noonan. The bartender on the CBS Western Gunsmoke, he played in 206 episodes. He also played Frankenstein's monster in the 1944 film House of Frankenstein. He was also in House of Dracula and Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein. So why is he in this podcast, which is about New Mexico? Well, Glenn Strange, full name George Glenn Strange, was born in Weed, New Mexico at this time in 1899. He is the only Hollywood star from Weed, New Mexico, but a good one. From his birth in territorial New Mexico, before statehood, well, Glenn Strange, through all the things he did, he was in about 300 movies and 500 television episodes in his 40 years of show business. Because this is a podcast and me just speaking, if you look up Glenn Strange, I bet you'll say when you see a picture of him, oh, I know who he is. I've seen his face before. He was a who's who of Westerns, appearing in The Lone Ranger, The Rifleman, Cheyenne, Rawhide, Wagon Train, The Cisco Kid, The Life and Legend of Wyatt Earp, Judge Roy Bean, Maverick, and many, many, many more Westerns. Glenn Strange was of Irish and Cherokee heritage. He spoke Cherokee with his mother early in life, but lacked anyone to speak to after about age uh, 13, so he confessed that he had lost the ability to speak Cherokee later in life. He was a large man, same height as John Wayne, you remember John Wayne, six foot four. He left school in Wade, New Mexico. There was a school there. After the eighth grade, because his father, an area rancher, said, all right, he's had enough education to go work cattle. But he had some other callings. When he was 12, he started playing music at local dances there in the Sacramento Mountains. He had a good mastery of fiddle and guitar. In 1928, in fact, he was doing cattle work in the El Paso area. He started doing music on an El Paso radio station. He had uh, two other little bits of notoriety. He was a heavyweight boxer for a while, so his right ear was a little damaged, which helped his movie and television career because he played outlaws most of the time, and his ear being mashed up, that, that just helped to look that outlaw look. His career took off because he competed in rodeos, and one day he was competing in one sponsored by Hoot Gibson, He got lucky, perhaps, when a horse fell on him. That injury stopped what he was doing in the rodeo. Since he couldn't rodeo anymore, Hoot Gibson, who was a rodeo star for many, many years and was also a Hollywood cowboy star, he hired Glenn Strange to be in his movies. And what would Glenn play? He'd play The Outlaws. And the rest, as they say, is history. About 800 roles in the movies and television. He was very smooth in his acting. He passed away in 1973. Again, a happy birthday to Weed, New Mexico's Glenn Strange. So why is it named Weed? 
The town was founded in 1884 and was named for William Weed, who had a store in town. This was before any th- the modern culture. It had, and I think it still does, a post office since 1885. Back then, about 1885, it had a public elementary and high school. Uh, elevation's about 7,200 feet. The town's population, less than 100. I think in one uh, of the census, it was 67. No longer has a school. So the kids, the last ones there, have to a long bus trip to Codcroft each day. Now, the Fresh Chili Company's owner, Randy McMillan, he knows weed quite well since he and Carol have a cabin there. Now, at this time in 1952... The first drive-in movie theater was opened in Las Cruces. According to Dave Thomas's book, Screen with a Voice, A History of Moving Pictures in Las Cruces, New Mexico, the first drive-in theater opened off Highway 70 on the eastern side of Las Cruces. In Dave Thomas's book, he notes there's been 21 movie theaters in all in Las Cruces, but most people today only know three of which two are still in business. From the book, in it, this is what he wrote. In May 1952, Hugh Kane, owner of a chain of drive-in theaters, announced that a drive-in theater he was building on Highway 70, the eastern edge of Las Cruces, was nearly complete. The new theater, to be called the Rocket Drive-In, would have spaces to accommodate, guess how many, 500 cars. The viewing screen would be 68 feet by 43 feet in size. So the cars would all park there. They'd look up at this big screen. On July 21st, 1952, the rocket drive-in opened to a capacity crowd, including even some people seated on a, a nearby hillside just to watch it. They couldn't hear anything. The first film, what was the first film to the drive-in? It was by June Allison and Van Johnson. The name of it, Too Young to Kiss. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Again, an interesting book full of Las Cruces movie theater history is by Dave Thomas, someone I've been friends with for decades. His father, Gerald Thomas, President Gerald Thomas, was, in my opinion, the best president of New Mexico State University. Now, Dave Thomas has seven other history books that I highly recommend. He was a chess grandmaster who traveled the world playing chess right out of college. He didn't have to speak the language. He, he went to the Middle East, didn't have to speak Arabic or Parsi. He could speak chess. And he uses that chess focus to research Southwestern history. And I have found his history to be delightful. I was talking about drive-in theaters the other day and found many people younger than about 40 years of age never went to one, and often they do not recognize what that was. If they see a picture of it, it doesn't look like anything they know. So here's what you did. You drove your car and parked where they're shown, a little uphill. They have a little little hill type where you park up about six degrees, and it's right next to a post. And on the post is a speaker and a flexible cord that allows you to clip the speaker inside your driver's side window. And that got you the audio to the people inside the car. Uh, yes, it was all manual, It was not stereo. But 
It, you got to see it and you got to hear it. There was a concession stand with bathrooms conveniently located. Most people just brought their snacks with them, fried chicken or whatever it was. Popcorn, of course, was, was good. It was something my parents really enjoyed. And when us kids got tired, we could just lean back in the back seat and go to sleep. When we got home, it would be lifted out and taken in. Would I go to a drive-in now? Yes, I would, actually. I'm sure the audio would be Wi-Fi to your car radio, and you'd get it in stereo. Um, there used to be one of those drive-ins in the Upper Canyon Road in Rio Doso, where the Albertsons Market is right now, where Eastern New Mexico Rio Doso building is. That used to be a, a theater at one time, and they did use Wi-Fi there in, I think it was the early 1980s. A little New Mexico history. I like history. In October 1985, the National Park Service notified the Department of the Army at what is now White Sands Missile Range that Launch Complex 33, known as LC-33, has been designated a National Historic Landmark. It was based on the Launch Compact being the country's first major rocket launch facility. The missile range was established in July of 1945. It was called the White Sands Proving Grounds. Then it changed to White Sands Missile Range later. It extended 100 miles up the Tularosa Basin over the San Andreas Mountains and Oscuro Mountains up there so that they could fire rockets and not hit people's backyards, which would not be good. The launch complex that was started at that time was completed in September 1945 for $95,000. Of those $1945, $95,000. That's equivalent to $1.6 million today. Yes, we've had a little inflation. Literally thousands upon thousands of rockets were fired over the next 70 years. Now, you'll see when you're driving out there, you'll see the replicas of one of the programs, the Nike Missile Program. It was a 20-foot uh, rocket and nothing to do with any shoes, so forget that. It was real military rockets. Now, it was a ground-to-air missile designed to attack high-speed, high-altitude aircraft. It burned a, a mixture of nitric acid and aniline, A-N-I-L-I-N-E, aniline. Don't know what that is. The explosion would send lots of shrapnel when it got near the target, and it would knock the target down. Do we know it did? Oh, yeah. The first test firing of the Nike was September 17, 1946. The missile successfully intercepted a B-17 that was remotely flown, and it brought it down to the desert floor as was intended. Now, for those of us who work in green and red chili, this is the best time of the year. It really is. Why, Michael? Because we are in the harvest season for Hatch Chili, and we're headed for the 51st Hatch Chili Festival. That'll be September 1st to the 3rd. Put it on your calendar. i tell you more about this in just a minute. Know that I have a special relationship with green and red chili. For much of the time over the years, I was one of those people that every August uh, I would go get some green chili, usually Big Jim, that's my favorite, and get it roasted and make sure my freezer had lots of frozen and cleaned. That There's always a test. Do you clean it or do you not clean it? I always cleaned it, put it in baggies. 
that I had gotten this that was fire roasted, cleaned, and put in my freezer so that when the cold winds of winter, not so cold in Las Cruces, but enough, I could make green chili stew that would make everyone in my family's eyes water with delight. Now, I have to tell you, this is really the truth. Even before I was involved with Fresh Chili Company, I enjoyed their chili so much. How much, Michael? I quit putting up frozen chili like I did all those years. No, I just put the jars in the pantry. And then when I desire green or red chili, uh, that happy sound of the jar opening makes me smile. Now, there's something else makes me smile. At the Hatch Chili Festival, starting the first three days of September over Labor Day weekend, I am looking forward to seeing the renowned cowboy chef Kent Rollins making his delicious things and telling lots of stories. I look forward to seeing him in person. You know, he started out in the Gila cooking for for uh, cowboys and stuff, and he has just really, really done a lot of stuff. Um, I have watched him on television and YouTube so long. How long, Michael? I feel like I know him. He should look up at me and say, Oh, hi, Michael. You've been watching a long time. Well, don't know if he will. He not only tells about cowboy delicious cooking, he shows how it's done. And one of the great things, like how to make fried chicken really crispy, this is important. It not only works for him, when I use his cooking methods, guess what, friends? It works for me. So come and see him. Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. A little chili news. Both Big Jim and Sandia Select Chili is being roasted at this time. Boy, I really love that Big Jim. That Big Jim is so good. They come in 16-ounce jars, and like I always say, it causes a smile when you open them. One thing is for sure now, you need to know this. All chili peppers are not the same. Some have more or less taste. Some have more heat, some less. Now, the same is true for onions. There are onions that are not as strong. They're called sweet onions. They are used in a development of a new product at the Fresh Chili Company. It's Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing. Great on mashed potatoes and steaks. About 10% of the onions grown in our area are considered sweet because they're not as pungent, not as strong. This Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing is so very good that words are not enough. I just have to tell you, you really need to try this. Now, if you use checkout code PODCAST15, you get 15% off your order this week. So if you want to try that, check that out, and then use at the checkout, put in the code PODCAST15 to get 15% off your order. Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico. One thing that happens when people live in Las Cruces or happen to be visiting our little slice of paradise, they can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop. It's at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A in Las Cruces. It is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., now, I need to tell you about some of the new products besides the Hatch Sweet Onion Dressing. Did you know they have a local honey with Hatch Red Chili? And I'm telling you from experience, it is great on biscuits. French fries are ever so much better with the Fresh Chili Company's Hatchup. Now, Hatchup is a combination of ketchup 
with Hatch Red Chili. So you can come and browse, and there's many more surprises, some frozen. Again, Monday through Saturday, the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop, 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A, in Las Cruces, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We will always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico in these podcasts. Now, if you have something or someone you would like me to talk about, write to me, and it's michael at freshchilico.com, michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili is good, more is better. Bye for now.